The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Chewy, I reek today. It's a combination of pizza and B.O., and Angie had to go to Phoenix with my daughter for a soccer tournament, so I've taken a few liberties in her absence, like lack of showering. This is unbelievable, B.O. I know. I was at the car wash this morning, and a guy told me in his 38 years in the business he's never smelled anything like it. <laughs> so let me ask you, do you think I could have done this? No, no. It's the ballet guy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Do you believe that it morphs into your body? That happened with the pizza, and it's combining with the B.O. to just have a just... I think when you're offended by your own B.O. Yeah, it's time to shower. Oh, this isn't even B.O. This is beyond B.O. It's B.B.O. This should be a B.O. squad that patrols the city like a smell Gestapo to sniff them out, strip them down, and wash them with a big soapy brush. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it, she's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever, she's too excited Her man look like he wanna fight He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth When you're doing radio, I think it's like just about anything else Sometimes you find yourself in the zone You know, maybe you're watching a game Maybe it's a basketball game and, and the guy can't miss You know, he just finds himself in that zone well, Chewy, Jason Wildy found himself in that zone yesterday. And I want I can't wait. I, oh man, I could I cannot wait to talk to Jason what the hell are you in wearing? 15 minutes. I have a purple hoodie on and a Bucks hat. The Vikings do something today that you're in favor of here? That's a, or what? that's, a, that's like a Bucks Barney. hat. That is a Milwaukee Bucks hat. It's purple. Yeah. Bucks wear purple. I'm just saying, you look like Barney. Anyone <laughs> yeah. else say By that? By the way, uh, no. Uh, Ashton told me I was very purple. Not purple-y. to interrupt you or anything. Yeah, no. Yeah, no Ashton, of course not. <laughs> Ashton said I was very purpley today. Uh, by the way, this is why okay. we can't be in the zone ever on this show. Yep. Uh, Ashton called me very purpley, but I don't know if you saw this, but Barney's making a comeback. They're bringing Barney back. I haven't clicked on any of the links I've seen on social media because, I mean, that's not my demographic and I do not have kids, but apparently they're bringing Barney, the friendly and loving dinosaur, back. Is he still pH fat, or did he slim up a little bit? Because uh, he was a little beefy. So, uh, from the pictures that I saw, and again, it was just like the initial, he's still a little beefy, but he's. it looks like it's going to be more of a cartoon show versus like a, I don't even want to call it a live action show, because it's not like there was a ton of action going on on PBS when Barney the Dinosaur <laughs> was on. You know, it's not like he was saving cities. He, he was just teaching kids to love each other. We should have like a segment where it's like, how long will it take Chewy to get the train off of the rails? Because that was about a minute and a half. <laughs> not even. Am I, I right, Ash? It was, yeah, it was about 50 seconds. <laughs> not even a record, though, for you. Okay, back to Jason. Now, you, you don't have any more questions about the Purple, the Bucks, Barney? I'm good. Okay. All right. Glad we got that out of the way. Uh, so, Jason, yesterday. Well, hold on. Yep, yep. I mean, you're talking about radio. Radio has changed. Like, you couldn't do this five years ago. Now, I'm in Florida? Yes. I'm in Florida. <laughs> you and Ashton are there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you Jen mean? is in 
Jen is in Her River house. Hills yep. or wherever she's at. But we can all see one another, and we're all connected through technology. So radio is different, Gabe. Yeah, no, radio is certainly different now. And radio, I mean, honestly, I think you've changed the radio industry when you decided to do a show every day because, again, the rest of us now have to be on our toes 24-7. Same color shirt today, yeah. just for anyone listening at home. Yeah, since we're going to discuss what we're wearing today, the hell are you wearing today? This is different. No, this, it, uh, this is a different shirt. Yes, what, it is. What you, the other one yesterday was blue. So is that. No, it's not. That's kind of purpley. Stop playing my game back at me, okay? <laughs> With the distraction when crap, because it's very annoying. When you open back to your Jason. closet down in Florida, are you like a cartoon character where it's just the same thing? like The, the, the same top, same shorts just on every hanger? In the closet down there? Is that what's going no. on here? Because that no, looks like the I exact have. same shirt as yesterday, which you complained stunk, I'll... which then inspired Ashton to use the BBO portion of Seinfeld on the open this morning. I'll go get the other shirt for the next segment. You'll clearly see that it's different. But I have, like, non-workout clothes. Because after you work out in the clothes, they take on a stink. Yes. So this is a workout shirt, but yep. I love how it fits, and it has mild stink. So where my shirt yesterday was probably a 9.3, this one's probably a 5.5, and it's not very annoying. So back to Jason. I love it when Chewy's Jason went on a rant. He was dialed in. He was feeling it. We're going to hear it. Let's go ahead and listen to it then. All right. Here we go. And I would argue this if I am Goody, and I, I have not talked to Goody about this. I don't want to give the impression that I have, but if I was Goody, I would say, are you effing kidding me, man? We give you a $150 million contract, we tear up the existing deal, and you no-show for the offseason? I can't have you do that again. We went 8-9. and nine. You're bitching about your wide receivers not knowing what they're supposed to do with you and not knowing the signals, and you're, you're throwing me under the bus, you're throwing Matt LaFleur under the bus. Look. I need the best version of you. I want you back. I don't think Jordan is the second coming of you. I want you back. But I want you fully invested, like you were in the off-season program from 2005 through 2019. And I want you to dial back complaining about us publicly all the time. Do you think you can do that? Because if you can do those things and you can alter slightly your leadership of our young players to be understanding of how they're working through trying to live up to the expectations of a future Pro Football Hall of Famer, I want you back. But if you don't think you can do those things, then we have to have another conversation. That's what I would say to him. That is me. That's dialed? He's dialed? Yeah. That's great. But he can't do it. He can't. Who's he in this situation? Goody? Rogers. Oh. Can't do that. Are you kidding me? His ego is so massive right now. It's like trying to teach a 13-year-old dog to roll over. <laughs> you know? He ain't going to do it. Am I right or wrong? He can, Do you think he can do that? Keep his mouth shut. So, I think... Honestly, of all those things, and I know he's been Mr. Anti-Show-Up for uh, you know, off-season workout stuff, but as Jason pointed out, he was there for everything. He used to show up to all of the off-season workout stuff for the Packers. So 
I think that's certainly something that he can change and he can show up. The toughest part of the scenario that Jason just laid out is him not subtly or not so subtly throwing people under the bus in the media, whether that be Goody, whether that be Matt LaFleur, whether that be his young wide receivers. I think that would be the hardest thing for Rodgers to do is publicly keep his mouth shut. But if you listen to him, right, and just over this last year listen to him, when they lose a game, when they do something, when someone questions him, he'll say, I didn't play great, but he'll always follow it up with, well, I'm a four-time MVP. You know, I didn't play my best, but, you know, still the best quarterback in the league. Right? He never fully owns it. I yeah. don't even know if he believes it. Or when he like says... Always, even on McAfee, it always has a qualifier. If he's going to talk ill of himself, it's always followed up with something. Well, I didn't have my best game, but I didn't like these play calls. Well, I didn't have my best game, but neither did yes. anybody else. Things love, things he of that cannot. ill. I mean, and, that, and that's not he word for word. It. That's paraphrasing, of course. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you another thing. Because me and Angie got in yesterday and we were talking about it. She didn't know crap about football, but she does know structures when it comes to businesses and things like that. Oh, yeah. And she didn't know about the three-headed monster. She said that's such a stupid, stupid model for a business. You know? Because you have three guys with the same power. Yep. None of them has the power to can the guy, right? We were just talking about LaFleur wants him back, Goody wants him gone, Russ Ball, who knows what the hell he wants. And Murphy just kind of sits up top and like, well, let's build a new thing over here. Let's build a new sledding hill, right? The reason it worked back in the day, because Ron was Mike's boss. And Mike knew that Ron was his boss, right? Mm -hmm. What would, If that structure was in place under those guys, what would that? I can get. I, well, Ron wouldn't have taken the job. Ron would have sent him packing. Ron would have sent him, because I I do I dug this up in there was an article in the New York Post or something like that. Have you ever seen that? Where Ron is talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation? No. And he doesn't go full you didn't see that? See if I can dig it up. I got skills, man. I'm sick of bringing so much value. It's from May of twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, May of twenty twenty one. Uh Former Packers GM Ron Wolf can't believe Aaron Rodgers is such a, quote, diva. Uh, here's what he had to say. We have a lot of divas playing in the league right now. I fail to understand that all these guys have long-term deals. I can't believe the game has changed that remarkably. This was in May of 2021. He, Gabe, he'd send him packing. He'd be like, you know what? Well, Instead so of the I four remember... days your darkness retreat, go forever. So this is interesting because I remember when this article came out. I remember thinking, yeah, that's easy for Ron to say about Aaron. Brett was a diva. Would have would Ron have the stones to send Brett packing? Because Brett, like Ron Wolf is on the record everywhere he goes. He keeps saying that Brett Favre is the reason that Ron Wolf is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like if Brett Correct. wasn't actually the, so Yeah. And I brought it up, Gabe, that did Ron possibly step aside, take a lesser role, and transition Sherman into the GM job so he didn't have to deal with it. It's certainly possible. It's certainly possible that 
could Rod Wolf be smart enough to see the direction that the game was going in terms of some of the players? And and I know he stepped away. I mean, twenty some years ago at this point, when when Sherman took sixty four years old. Yeah. sixty four years old is nothing yeah. in today's. I mean, it's certainly possible that he just got a sniff of something and decided he didn't want to deal with it anymore. Like I could see Rod being that smart, absolutely, and that he wouldn't have to make that decision on Brett because it's. But that being said, Chu. Goody should have, I mean, this isn't, just like Ted had the testicular fortitude to walk away from Brett, and Brett gave them the out, so that maybe made it easier. But this isn't Goody's guy. Goody's guy is the one sitting behind Aaron. Goody's guy is the one that we hear from some people that he's ready to go, that he's the second coming of Aaron. That's Goody's guy. This is Ted's guy. Ted's guy is the one who is going on darkness retreats. So it should, in theory, be easier for Gutekunst to walk away from this situation. But you heard Jason say it many times. Goody is much more like Ted, than even though he was an intern under Ron, and that's where he really first learned. Because I remember Goody, you know, I didn't know him, but he was around the building back when I played. Um, He's more like Ted... I don't know. I just think some of these GMs are like, okay, I just want to stay employed. And I mean, the, the paycheck, way I do the that paycheck is, is nice. Am I right? We're like John Lynch. John Lynch played the game, Hall of Fame, probably got plenty of cabbage. And he's like, screw it. I'm going all in. If it doesn't work, so what? What are they going to do? Fire me? I'll go back to broadcasting. Gives a crap. That's the guy I want. You know? The guy with no I fear. I want the guy swinging. The guy with yeah. no fear. That's the guy you want. And it's tough. It's tough, I think, to be in that position and have absolutely zero fear. I think it's really hard. You know who I want? You know who I want? Gabe, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Ashley, Ashley's baseball guy. You know who I want? I want Man Ram. That's who I want. I want Man Ram. With the bases loaded, two outs, I'm swinging for the fence or striking out. That Am I right? That's Manny. Yeah, I mean, and Manny didn't really strike. Manny for GM. Yeah, yeah, let's get that I trending. I want Manny for GM. I, Manny. I love it. Let's get it trending. Vote for Manny. I want for Man Manny. Ram for – they don't pay me to run the first base, okay? They pay me to hit home runs. Like, when he didn't run the first base game, got no problem with it. <laughs> got no problem with it. I got no problem with that. Hey, look, I think it's really hard for Goody to be in that position, but – did Ron have no fear? I mean, he had to have had no fear because he traded a first-round pick for a drunkard who was on his way, way out of the dressed? league. You ever see the way the man dressed? He's got no fear. <laughs> he ain't got no fear. We would sit there in the huddle when he'd come out during training camp and we'd never see him with the old bike, <laughs> double-button coaching shorts on with white socks and white shoes. We'd be like... God, that guy's got seeds. He really just doesn't care. <laughs> That's so awesome. You have to respect people like that. Right, Ashton? Oh. Yeah, that guy's got seeds. He's got he stones. Does. Onions. We'll discuss this with the man who had the rant yesterday. He was in the zone. We'll talk about how he got into that zone. How, again, the, one of the shocking parts of him being in that zone was Tausch laying out for that long. Shocking. We'll get the mechanics of... Jason being in the zone, plus more on 
Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. All with Jason Wildey coming up next. But first, I have to tell you about our friends at Ridgetop Exteriors. They provide the best quality roof, siding, windows, doors, expertly installed at an affordable price. All right, we're just going to let that sit there. Sounds good to me. Digest. But there's more because Ridgetop Exteriors, on top of doing all those great things, and you should want to go to Ridgetop Exteriors because, again, they provide the best quality roof, siding, windows, doors, expertly installed at an affordable price. That's really all you should need to know. But really the most important thing that they want me to let you know is that customer service is their number one goal. And they strive to exceed the expectations of the homeowners they serve. So think about that. You get all those great things with Ridgetop Exteriors. Roof, siding, windows, doors, expertly installed, affordable price, all those great things. But then you also get great customer service on top of it. It's so hard to find customer service in 2023. And the fact that when you are investing the type of money you have to invest for an exterior home project, of course you want great customer service. Of course you want something that's quality. And of course you want something that you're going to be getting a good deal on at an affordable price. And Ridgetop Exteriors does all of those things. Get a free estimate for that next project by logging onto their website, RidgetopExteriors.com. Put, 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 put. All Packers, all the time. When you look at this offense and you say, who scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized? Aaron Jones is still at the top of the list. I don't care what you know Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Okay, most of the time. Almond specifically so. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. <laughs> it's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive with 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive, we are driven by you. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Wildy. Joins us three times a week here on Gen Game and Chewy. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Uh, we're doing well, but I don't think we're doing nearly as good as you are. I mean, you get, you were in the zone uh, yesterday, and I, I don't want to call it. I don't want to call it a rant, Jason. I mean, your voice certainly kind of raised up a little bit. You certainly got into it. You had a lot of energy, but you were kind of in the zone. You delivered the truth yesterday on Wildy and Tausch when you laid out your scenario in which you would accept Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think it's either a statement on uh, how calm and even measured and not very interesting I normally am on the radio, or um, just that you know no one's necessarily put it in those terms. Like I don't, you know, I don't, I'm really proud of what we do. Um, our show, your show. I love Homer and Tony. Homer is a totally different cat than I am, as you well know. But I love the guy, right? And you spent a long time alongside him. And, you know, I don't have many of those types of moments on the radio. I came up as a newspaper reporter. I still am a newspaper reporter in my other life. And so I'm not – that's just not how I generally present arguments. I try to be reasoned and calm. But to me, this – this thing has gotten a little bit sideways. I mean, do I, as I told you guys earlier in the week, do I think that Goody expressed frustration to some fellow scouts or fellow GM? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Which led to the reference that Tom Silverstein made in the journal Sentinel and the references that, you know, Bob again and, and Tyler Dunn made in their podcast. Um, 
do I think that the Packers uh, are to the point of being disgusted and being done with Rodgers? Not based on the people I talk to. Now, that doesn't mean that he's coming back either, but I, I think that there are, I think you can follow the breadcrumbs to a place where the things I said yesterday about wanting a greater investment and more participation in the offseason, even though they can't force them to based on uh, the CBA and the rules about the OTAs and, and everything else, I think that's reasonable. I mean, I just thought that the things that I said, if, if Goody said to those two Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers might not like hearing it, um, but sometimes we all need to hear things that we need to hear, but we might not like to hear. So we'll see. But uh, I, I didn't. It makes me a little uncomfortable when everyone's telling me, "Oh, it was great," because um, it kind of feels like, well, um, I picked my spots, and I guess that was a spot where I actually uh, delivered. Jason, do you think? The three, what we call the three-headed monster, equal power between Goody Lafleur and Russ Ball. Even though I don't know what Russ Ball does with Murphy on top, do you think that contributes to this problem a little bit? Instead of the structure that we had in the '90s, where it was Bob Harlan, boss of everyone, and then Ron Wolf, boss of Holmgren, would 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 a situation like this be better suited for that type of structure? Um, I just think that structure is better uh, in all ways. And if you don't believe that, I mean, realize that Brian Gutekunst had to rethink getting the offer for this job in 2018 when he was told how the structure would be. And then, you know, I think he said, well, my family loves it here and uh, there's only 32 of these jobs. So I guess I'll take it, but that's not the way it's supposed to be. Um you know, whether or not it would change the way this is playing out, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Rodgers is just such a unique uh, character that I wonder if it would be difficult no matter what the structure is. So, you know, I, I think back to 2008, obviously Mark Murphy was involved in those conversations, and, but I think that Ted and Mike were the ones who made the decisions and you know that wasn't clean either like remember everyone forgets this but like after he retired you know Favre did change his mind a couple weeks later and was you know I'm thinking about I still do want to play and I remember this I was at the NFL meetings uh, we were in Florida and Ted and Mike left early thinking that they were flying to Mississippi to talk to Brett and, and maybe have him come back and have Rogers just like Lovewood this year, be on the bench for a fourth year. And cause remember Barb was really good in 07. Um, and then ultimately he called him back and said, you know what? No, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do it. You guys don't have to bother to come. So uh, what I'm saying is, is that I think it would be difficult regardless. And while I firmly believe that the structure that they had when you were a player and then with Ted is better than the structure they have now, I don't know how much impact it would make on the difficulty of this situation. In the scenario in which you laid out, Jason, yesterday, as we talked with Jason Wilde, do it three times a week here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. In what you said yesterday, what do you think is the hardest part? If Rodgers were to agree to that, what would be the hardest part for Rodgers to accept? 
Hey, that's the thing. Like, do you think any of that is all that big of an ask? I mean, no. that's kind of my No, it's it's not a big ask, Jason, and I'm with you in, in that. I, I think it, the easiest part for him would be to show up for the off-season stuff because, as you pointed out, he did it between 2005 and 2019. I think the hardest part for him would be keeping his mouth shut and not throwing people under the bus. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and... Look, I, I think that they understand that sometimes that comes with the territory with him. But again, I don't. What bothers me about that is, and and look, there is nobody who is a bigger proponent of wanting his interview subjects to speak their mind than me. Right? I mean, what we do here, we want people to be honest. At the same time, I think there's a way to a express your frustrations without doing it in a way that it looks like you're just taking passive-aggressive shots, because that's what you're doing. And then B, for you to take some of your own res- greater amount of responsibility. And, and I would I would defer to Chewy on this. Is this a quarterback thing? Yeah. Like, is it, I think it's gotten are they, worse. Like, Brett, Brett had it's, trouble doing it. And now Aaron, I mean, Aaron has always had trouble doing it. It's one of the things that I would say I just don't, like, I would rather have the guy who, you know, shields his guys in the public and then in private says, look, man, I took the blame for that, but you ran the wrong damn route. You can't do that. You're killing me here. Yeah, it's just we were talking about Jason in the first segment. It's just Aaron always has a qualifier. It's like, I didn't play great, but. The play calling was suspect, you know. I, I didn't play great, but I'm still a four-time MVP. You know, they never fully own it, which leads me to believe, do they really believe it? You know? Is there an I mean, Brett there? Went, Brett went, yeah, Brett went haywire. And I, and I told the story before because it was the three amigos and then it became the two amigos, you know? Because then it was right. more important for Brett to hang out with Hollywood people and musicians and things like that. And me and Frank are, you know, are just schlumps. We're like, dude, what the heck? We're not. You had the opportunity to hang out with some famous folks. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get you in trouble with your wife, but you decided to blow them off. Yeah, that's a good friend, right? (laughs) That's being a good friend. I never got reciprocated. You know, yeah, I'm blowing up people here. I'm like, "Ah, I'd rather hang out with Frank, eat chicken wings, and drink beer. You know, just these guys change, man. They just, they're, and now it's even worse, Jason. Their ego is just, you got to feed that thing. You know, I mean, I swear I have ESPN on here, Jason, every time I do the show and every single day, it's always something about Rogers. Always. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he definitely drives the news cycle and I, and I don't think, you know, for instance, one example I would say, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this who I think is a really smart, insightful guy, and he said that you can be open and honest and informational, but you don't have to give us everything. Like, you can just say, I'm going to take some time to myself and spend it contemplating not just whether I want to play football again, but a lot of things. You know, I, I, I just... I need some time to think about all kinds of aspects of my life. Instead, you obviously go to the extreme of sharing exactly what your um, plan is for the darkness, and that drives the news cycle, right? Like, it, you know, 
The one thing I'll say about the Brett saga, which we certainly were just as all Brett all the time, just like we've been with Rogers, is that if he didn't talk to Al Jones of the Biloxi Sun-Herald, we didn't have anything from him to further uh, feed the beast of talking about him. Whereas with Rogers, you know, it, I, I'll be honest, uh, I really enjoyed my Tuesday this week because there was not something that created more of a stir about his situation because he wasn't on with McAfee and McAfee didn't even do his show. So, look, the, I, I think the, the latest round of this has been people talking to various uh, folks about kind of the Packers side. And we've gotten conflicting because let's be honest, you cannot, both things can't be true. What Bob McGinn mm-hmm. said and what Tom Pelissero said to Rich Eisen, uh, both of those things cannot be true um, because you can't say that they're disgusted and done with him. Um, and at the same time, there be this idea that if he's fully invested, they want him back. So, because if you're done, you're done. And so you have to now pick who you believe and who you trust and who you think is more dialed into what the reality is. I am of the belief that that qualifier of fully bought in is really, really, really important. And that's what led me to say the things I did on our show yesterday. But I don't think that they, I think you can be frustrated without acting on that frustration in an impulsive way and saying to hell with this guy, we're better off with the kid, even though they don't have enough evidence to actually know that. And I think that's truly where Goody stands. And I would love there's some question now. He was supposed to talk to us tomorrow before he leaves for the combine, a small group of reporters that he was going to do a, a sit down with, which he's done for in past years before going to Indy. And now I'm not sure we're doing that or not. Uh, and I hope he does because I would like to hear from the so-called horse's mouth. Some of these answers to these questions, even if they're not straightforward answers. So, Jason, the report is out that Aaron has left his darkness retreat in Oregon. If you were a betting man, which I know you're not, how long is it before we have an answer? Before the weekend, well, I, next week? Next, I would, I would, I would predict next week. Um, first of all, there's so many amazing things in Oregon. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to spend time in the darkness there. I want to spend time doing other stuff. Um, he. He said this on McAfee. He said after it was done, he was going home to Malibu. And then he had a another trip planned for this coming weekend. Uh, and then you're getting close to March 1st. So I would think he will go on his little wherever he's going this weekend. Uh, and when he gets back, uh, I think we'll get part one of his decision sometime, you know, after March 1st here of I'm, I'm – uh, I'm going to play next year, and now we just have to figure out how we move forward. I would predict that that's what's going to happen. Jason, we appreciate the time, and best of luck having another rant sometime in the near future where Tausch lays out for as long as you went. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking 2026, probably. <laughs> <the next time. laughs> we appreciate it, Jason. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. 
Jason Wildey joins us three times a week here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You've probably heard about employee stock ownership plans before, but what separates Fifth Third Bank from others when it comes to these type of plans? Fifth Third offers unmatched expertise and flexibility when creating ESOP solutions. From full and partial sales, second stage transactions, repurchase obligation financing, and seller note refinancing, ESOPs can offer tax advantages, increased liquidity, employee incentives, and overall diversification of net worth. To help your company plan for the future. Fifth Third Bank, they've got a lot of different solutions. Just have to reach out. And they have the ability to be a large bank, but they also have the small local touch here in Milwaukee. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, custom solutions built around your goals. Member FDSE. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. <laughs> tuna. Dating app. It's tuna. <laughs> I love tuna. <laughs> I had some last night. How do you eat your tuna? <laughs> Can we for once grow up on this show? On 94.5 ESPN. Just let me cry a little bit longer. from Jason Wildy, and if you missed any of it, you can find it, of course, on Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, also the Wisconsin On Demand app. Always good to get Jason Wildy's perspective. I think he does such a great job of kind of aggregating all of the information and then putting it into terms that we and most people can understand. But one of the things you guys were talking about, and Shu, I love that you asked this question, was about the three-headed monster in Green Bay. And it is something that has always intrigued me. Um almost as though the Packers think they're smarter than everyone else, having this unorthodox structure in which there are these three pillars of power, and they all kind of funnel up to Mark Murphy, who is the quote-unquote de facto owner. But when there's conflict, which we all know exists in business and in life, I can't help but wonder how challenging the three-headed monster makes decisions like this. Because it feels like, Chu... When you disagree on a situation, when you don't all see eye to eye, when you're not in alignment about how to handle a situation, this is when things I feel like would get messy. And this is what I feel like potentially the Packers are in right now just because of some of the conflicting reports we have heard out of Green Bay about what they want when it comes to the future of Aaron Rodgers. I could make an argument that some people want him back. I could make an argument that some people do not want him back. And when you have these people at odds, how does that get resolved, you? I don't know. I, I just find there is tremendous value to the good cop, bad cop. You know, and if this was under the old structure where Goody was LaFleur's boss and whoever else, LaFleur can be the good cop, Goody can be the bad cop. Do you guys use – I use that all the time, me and Angie doing – regards to our family use it with kids you use it with business you use it with everything that you can't i don't think you can use it in this situation wait 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 do you remember always remember if you're the good cop or the bad cop hmm. well i'm the have nice you, one have, have you ever screwed it up where you've gone in being the bad cop even though you're supposed to be the good cop uh probably um, I'm more, I'm better at the good cop than I am the bad cop. Sure. I could see that. Uh, but I don't know. What would you rather play? Jen, do you do, do that with your kids? No. I don't. want a lollipop. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I would give one to you. No, you're not having one. <laughs> 
No. We don't like actively add conflict to our situation. We do our best to avoid conflict. And we've gotten much better at it as the years have gone on. But Chewy, in those situations, you're actually like manufacturing a position. What if your actual position is that you disagree wholeheartedly, right? Let's just use Rogers as the example. Let's just say that somebody in the building really wants him back. And let's say that somebody in the building really doesn't want him back. Like, is there a hierarchy there of like, whomst uh gets gets dibs who who do you defer to this is when i think it gets challenging because i think over the years well, there have been ep- there have been instances where we have seen that rogers has worn out his welcome but they figure out a way to bring it back they figure out a way to make it work they figure out a way to get along and then we're back in this situation where we're waiting for Roger's decision. Isn't it realistic or possible that not everybody is on the same page when it comes to whether or not you sh- they should continue their relationship with Rogers? I only have one example, Jen, and we heard it down in the locker room, and this is probably 94-ish. This is the only thing we've ever heard when it came to uh, the coaches and Ron Wolf, And I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, Holmgren and Ray Rhodes, who was the defensive coordinator at the time, did not want to play Terrell Buckley. And Ron said, you're playing him. And they sat up there and they fought and they, they sold their side. But at the end of the day, Ron is the boss. Ron made the decision, which is weird because GMs usually don't get into um, playing time decisions and things like that. And Ron won. Terrell Buckley played. That's the only time I heard a situation where it was like, okay, I'm the boss. I'm pulling the trump card. And I think in this situation, I think things would be better if that old structure was in place. My thing is, would Goody get rid of him? Would Goody say, now you're gone? Do you guys think he would? Uh, if he was the boss. Man. Uh, I think if he was the boss, Yes. I think he wants to move on to his guy. Because every GM, like every GM almost almost to a man in the history of the NFL wants to have their guys, right? Because there's ego involved in that. Oh, that's the guy I picked. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I signed. That's the guy I brought into this organization, and it's the reason why we're now succeeding. And Rodgers isn't a goody guy. Rodgers is a Ted Thompson guy. Ted Thompson's the one who brought him in. So I'm sure that there's a part of goody that wants his guy to take over the organization so he can get, you know, a lot of the credit for what's going on there. But right now, like, this comes down to Murphy. And the problem with that is, how much is Murphy actually... How, how much can you pay attention to the business side and pay attention to the football side? That's what I liked yeah. so much about the previous one with, with Harlan. And, and really, for Murphy, for most of Murphy's tenure as the team president, where he would stay out of football decisions. But it also makes you wonder... If the deterioration of Ted Thompson's health, unfortunately, plays a factor in this. If Murphy feels like he missed something, should have stepped in sooner, didn't, and now felt the need that he had to be more involved in these football decisions along with the business side. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, Gabe, I said it before, I think this organization is more reactive than proactive. So to me, this feels like, to to use your example, to me, this feels like when mom and dad are not aligned, when mom and dad are not on the same page, and you got a kid who sees the the fact that they're not aligned and sees that they can probably right down the middle, right? They can split them. 
And that to me feels like maybe what Rodgers has recognized with the way that the Packers organization is run, that there's an opportunity here for him to split those in charge, recognizing that there might be a difference of opinion, recognizing that they might not be on the same page, and therefore kind of like, you know, get in there and get what he wants. And maybe that's what happened last year. I don't know. We don't know all of the machinations of what went down with Rodgers last year. But it does feel like at this point, you're waiting for Rodgers to make a decision. According to these reports, he is out of the darkness retreat. Apparently, that was yesterday, according to sources. There's a really interesting article on ESPN.com right now. There's a short one that you may stumble upon uh, regarding Aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreat. And then there is a lengthy one where it talks about some of the things that went on. It talks to several people who have done the darkness retreat before, what they gleaned from it, how it benefited them. So if you're interested in maybe what Rodgers has been up to for the last four days, gives you a really good insight into that. Insight, LOL. Um, But it still doesn't, doesn't help us as far as what the organization wants. I'm inclined to, and I know you guys played that incredible sound from from Jason Wildey from yesterday on his show. I'm inclined to align myself with where Jason is, which is to say that Goody probably has had that conversation with Rogers, which is, we do want you back, but here are the conditions for which we will allow you to come back. The problem is, guys, and this is what I thought the whole time when I was listening to Jason is, Can he, even if he says tomorrow, the next day, the next week, that he will agree to those conditions, can he actually do it? Can Rodgers actually do it? Because once you're in it, you're in it. Once you're in it, if he doesn't show up to off-season workouts, what are you going to do? Once you're in it, if he he throws people under the bus at the microphone, what are you going to do? Well, the getting him to show up, I think, is the easier part. Getting him to show up for the mini camps and, like, if he agrees to that, you know, that's easy to hold him to his word, but... If he, after a game, just decides to throw somebody under the bus because he's upset about something, you're just going to have to live with that. Like, there's still going to be compromise that happens after that. This this has to be a two-year commitment because they're not winning the Super Bowl next year, okay? And we're going to do that poll again that we did last year at the same time. Can this team win the Super Bowl? It was 62%. Last year, and you know that kind of ground my gears a little bit. I want to see where it's at this year. This has to be too, because if he comes back for one year, I guarantee there are guys on this team watching ESPN going, "Geez, I'm crawl. We have to do this again." There are guys that are like, "I am sick of this crap. I am really sick of this crap." So it's got to be a two-year commitment because they're not winning it next year. Yeah. Two years from now, they may have a chance. Right? But, I, I mean, you're losing the locker room here, I think. You'd but, certainly be losing me. And, again, just to what Jen just said, like getting a two-year commitment. Like, okay, so he says, okay, I'm committed for two years. And then next offseason goes, eh, I decide I want to retire. Like, there, there's no way to hold him to a two-year I commitment. I know. There's no way that you can actually do it. There's just no way to hold him to anything. Anything he agrees upon, if you bring him back, if you have those conditions in place, there's just no guarantee that he can help himself and show up and not throw people under the bus and you know f- go along with the offense or whatever the conditions are that they would put in place if you are to believe Jason's version of what is happening up there. I guess I don't know this portion of the salary cap well enough, but what if they took – because Roger said that if he ends up getting traded, he'd be willing to rework his contract. Well, why wouldn't he then be willing to rework his contract for the Packers? And what if you took some of that $59.3 million roster bonus that's going to be due at some point between the beginning beginning of the league year and the beginning of the regular season and go, you know what, we're going to give you 
$10 million if you show up for for camp and make that a workout bonus and, and show up for the mini camps yeah. and do that sort yeah. of thing. Like that's that to me is how you could potentially guarantee it. And now typically you don't see that kind of money attached to that. So I don't know if what the salary cap ramifications would be if, if you split up that bonus that way. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, but it is interesting to think about how the three-headed monster is affecting the Packers' ability to make a decision on this situation. And look, you may be listening and going, what decision do they have to make? Rodgers is going to make the decision, and then they're going to go with whatever it is. But I'm inclined to believe the position that Jason Wilde laid out so eloquently yesterday on Wilde and Tausch, where he thinks that Goody is saying, we want you back, big guy, but here are the conditions that we will take you back under. 800-990-3776. That's our ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Let us know what you think. Is the three-headed monster somehow affecting the Packers' ability to navigate this situation with Aaron Rodgers effectively? 800-990-3776. We'll be right back after this. Scream at Sicilian. I'm stuffed. It's their new stuffed crust pizza. Look, I am. it's going to be tough for me to get through this read. It kind of skipped breakfast this morning. I am starving. And anytime I start talking about Palermo's pizza, I just get even more hungry and more hungry. The tummy, like the grumbling, oh, just ready to go. Well, can, oh. Have you had the stuffed crust pizza, Ashton? No, I haven't yet, but I'm going to the store today to get some things, and I'm, I'm going to pick one up because, God, it sounds so good. So Screamin' Sicilian is one of the premium brands that Palermo's has. And they have the, the thin and crispy, they have the regular, and now they've found a, a way to elevate it even more with the stuffed crust because they have the artisan crust that you're used to and love with Screamin' Sicilian, but they have over two and a half feet of cheese stuffed in the crust. That's right. It's Wisconsin. You love cheese. It's the great way to go. And after every cheesy overtop slice, you're going to be leaving saying, I'm stuffed. You can get supreme pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, or because yesterday was Ash Wednesday, so now the Lenten season is upon us. So my fellow Catholics out there are probably going to be stocking up on that cheese pizza because you're still going to be stuffed even with just the cheese pizza with the Screaming Sicilian I'm Stuffed Stuffed Crust Pizza. Make sure you keep an eye out for it in the freezer section at your local grocery store. Screaming Sicilian, I'm Stuffed, Stuffed Crust Pizza, part of Palermo's, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Look, you take Jesus and the presents out, and it's not even in the top ten. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you take sex out of the anniversary, then that's not that fun either. On 94.5 ESPN. remember last year on this day posting a picture of chili from TLC because it's National Chili Day. I assume that's not what we're supposed to celebrate, right? One third of the legendary girls group TLC. Why not? You know, why not both, right? Doesn't we always say why not both? I didn't know there was a chili. I knew left eye. Well, that's because, well, because she did some for Horizon. Yeah, it's because she burned down Andre yeah. Ryzen's house. Was that wrong? Wait, what? Should she have not have done that? Oh, you, hey, so what? Be you very didn't know that. Speaking about the dead, she's passed. Yeah, she has since passed. Well, I, Poor one out for left eye. But uh, you're not familiar with that story, Ashton. I guess it would have happened no. maybe before you were born. What, what year were you born again? Ninety four. End of ninety four. So I think it happened in ninety four. So you might have missed it. Um, so left eye, uh, left eye Lopez, who was a famous member of TLC, was dating Andre Ryzen and. He did something that she wasn't happy about, and apparently she burned down his house. I mean, we all know what that is, right? What's the only thing that a man can do that forces a woman to burn down his house? Oh, yeah. He was sleeping with somebody else. 
Wow, there was no going around that way. We're married. Make sure we're all on the same page here. Jen, does that make it okay? I'm just saying, if somebody came saying like, I burned down his house. I'm like, oh, he was sleeping with someone, huh? Yeah. Oh, he was, yeah, inappropriate behavior behind your back. It's not like he didn't load the dishwasher, you know? like I believe it's reasonable. I believe there was no insurance on the house either, so that should be the moral of the story. <laughs> insure your home. Oof. Um, or maybe don't stick your pickle in other people's mic uh, <laughs> condoms. Well, if I that mean, would work too. Again, if you do, make sure your house isn't you know insured. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it is National Chili Day, which is the point I was starting with. And National Chili Day is apparently when we celebrate the meal that is chili. Chili is a meal all in itself. I kind of yeah. love that about it. Um, if you. It depends You're upon the restaurant. You're not a chili fan? No, no, no. That's not what he said. I mean, if I'm you just, just get a cup of chili, like then that cup of chili, but a bowl of chili is its own meal. Yeah. But you can get like restaurants will do like a cup. All I know is I don't make a side when I make chili, right? If I make chili for my family, it's just chili night, right? They're not going, oh, where's the potatoes? You know what I mean? There's not a, where's the starch? Yeah. One thing about chili, though. You put noodles in it, and it's bad spaghetti. It's not chili. 100%. No. no Couldn't no, be more right. No, no, sure, you yeah. Never been more yes. right on well, okay. the yep. Hold on. Put it on the pole. Put it on the pole. You're telling me adding – time out. You're telling me that adding something to the chili makes it not chili or just noodles specifically? Noodles specifically. Just noodles okay. specifically. When you add lobster to mac and cheese, what is it? It's elevated mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Great point. Great point. I got to be honest. I think this is a very good argument. No, you're adding a protein to a starch. Adding a starch no, to the protein No, you can add is... onions. You can add cheese. Yep. You can add sour cream. Yep. You add noodles, and it's bad spaghetti. Why are you and drawing I grew up the on line bad spaghetti. Why are you drawing the line at noodles? Why can't noodles also be with the cheese and the pickles and the crackers? Well, and if you throw a wrench in it, Jen, it's also not chili. Yeah, it's, it's like, so <laughs> when Chewy squeezes his Mio into the water, it's Euphemism still water. Frozen? But if I put water through coffee grounds, then it becomes coffee. Like, when you add the noodles, it becomes something completely different because the I'm noodles in, of, yep. in and of themselves are their own thing. Like, yeah, noodles you know are their becomes? own meal. There's literally a name for what it becomes. Spaghetti. Becomes chili Mac. It becomes Chili Mac. Where do you think the name uh, Chili Mac came from? Well, what if you use different noodles other than macaroni? You can use any noodles and it's still Chili Mac. No. Yeah, yeah, but that, no. that's its own thing. No, that's I'm its getting own away from. I'm, I'm on your side, Jen. I'm getting away from that's this. That's its I'm own on thing. Side it's here. no longer chili. It's chili no. in something else. Or like Chewy said, if it's spaghetti noodles, it's bad spaghetti. You're just everyone in Cincinnati who does that at Skyline. You're wrong. You need to be incarcerated. We just need to put well, up a Skyline wall chili sucks. around like, all you're doing is the city of Cincinnati. That's all you're doing. Spent extensive time in the city of Cincinnati recently over the last few months. I can tell you that to a man, no one there likes Skyline chili. No one there eats Skyline chili. The only people who go to Skyline Chili are tourists who are visiting their fine city. <laughs> I'm not allowed in Cincinnati. Yeah, that's yeah, the other thing. Nah, Chewy's not allowed fine, there. Calling it a fine city seems like you're trying too hard to make up for past transgressions for the big guy. <laughs> I don't think I know that story. <laughs> yeah, he went hard against Cincinnati, he pissed off a couple people. Green, they wrote some yeah, wrote some articles about him. Not a big deal. In USA <laughs> Today, like, what the yeah. heck? Right? Yep. Come on, say oh, something inflammatory bad. today. Let's make the news. I did. Man ram for GM at Packers. I already forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Jen, did you hear that? I heard. <laughs> Does he have any experience in the football space or just... Don't need it. Can't be worse. Don't need it. It's all about <laughs> attitude, Jen. You just you have the right his attitude. At the plate. <laughs> have the yeah. right attitude. Surround yourself with a couple people who know some stuff. You'll be fine. Yes. We got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. More to come right after this.